there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. Hey, Chrissy, how's it going? It's going okay. How are you, Heather? I'm a little shaken up, I'll be honest. I uh, got a text from you, so I know why. I hit a deer, or a deer hit me on my way to the studio today. I am devastated by that. They are horrible creatures. It just came out of nowhere. I was driving down the street, and then I saw blur, and I felt the impact and heard the impact, and then my side view mirror was shattered, and I looked in my rear view mirror, and I could see it running into the woods, and so I, um, I quick turned on into a, like a little parking lot and I texted you and deep voice guy, let y'all know, <laughs> um, please go on our social media. As soon as you guys get a chance, we are going to put up, um, a screenshot of that text correspondence <laughs> just to show my dedication. Although I actually did, She's I pro. turned right around and I went and looked to see if I could find the deer, like if he was on the side of the road or and I mean could no trace I and couldn't find him and um my car was drivable so I just kept on coming and then when I got into the parking lot um <laughs> Chrissy can tell you what happened when we got into the parking lot I saw her coming around the corner I was getting out of my car and I saw the smashed inside of her car and I went over to see if she was okay and she put her window down and then the window didn't want to go back up the door would not open so I had to climb out the other side I had to climb out of the passenger side so so guys she is here this is a real (laughs) absolute true professional I hope the deer is okay I it ran into my neighborhood so I don't know um I hope that he's okay but you know um I drive a Prius, mm-hmm. okay, and I get for some reason people like to make fun of people who drive Priuses. Yeah, and Pri-i. you're vegan too. I yes. mean, you, you just there's a wealth there. It's a whole yeah. lifestyle. <laughs> so I just opened myself as as one big target. I'm a vegan Prius driver, so everybody hates me. Um, but you know what's ironic about my car is I have hit more animals with my Prius than I ever did with my Forester. I mean, it's still driving. It's still rolling. I I think that you should be the spokesperson for (laughs) vegan Prius drivers because you're pretty cool and you're obviously, it's rugged. That Prius is rugged. (laughs) I'm really sad to say that I have, I've hit four, well, okay, this makes me sound like a bad driver. Well, I might be a bad driver, but I'm not intentionally hitting animals, but I have had more interactions with animals in my peace car than <laughs> I ever had in my Subaru. And it's starting to affect me. Like, I'm starting to kind of wonder if I should get a different car. It's the curse of the Prius. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what, maybe it's the universe balancing itself out. Like Perhaps. I bought the peace car and now I'm killing animals right and left. <laughs> I won't go through the list of what's died 
with me behind the wheel because that would make my I mean, in your defense, the deer hit you and deer do that. Deer are terrible. Well, this is the second time that a deer has run into my car. And I do live in a wooded area where we do have a lot of deer. So it's not unheard of. But so now so so now this morning, ironically, you know, I run a healthy living group on Facebook. Yes. The Good Life. Mm -hmm. And that is where I do some group coaching and it's all about, you know, living the good life, whatever Mm -hmm. that means for you. And right now. Is that One Republic song? No. You should. It's great. (laughs) I should. Love that song. Um, So one of our big focuses right now is on time management. Mm -hmm. And I really like the Stephen Covey four quadrants of time management where um, I'll, I'll put this in the show notes and, um, and put it up so that you guys can see what I'm talking about, but it's all about not getting distracted, you know, not spending your time in areas where you are likely to be distracted and also making sure that you don't spend your entire day putting out fires. Yeah. But that you are really spending your time on the tasks that are going to be productive for, for the vision that you've created for your life. And so this morning I had filled in my calendar my my whole week and I took a picture of it and I was going to upload it to the group and, you know, to show an example of this is how I plan out my week. Mm-hmm. And now that my have to take my car into the shop, it is just kind of ironic that I did this whole planning thing mm-hmm. about how I'm going to get my stuff done and well, my day has been shifted from Sometimes me. life doesn't follow the plan oh. and that is a lesson too mm-hmm. and you should post that to your group because you got to roll with it. Exactly. You know? so, yeah. Well, that's a good lesson too. Okay. So before we get into the grab bag topic for this week, I wanted to do a little bit of a recap because you know how um, last Friday's show um, you asked about the elf yeah. And I said that we don't mm-hmm. do the elf or that mm-hmm. I don't do the elf. Yeah. Well, guess what I found when I got home? What? Jimmy, the elf, was up at my house. <laughs> my husband got him out of the box. Like he was reading my mind. Yeah. yeah. And I saw him and I was like, well, I guess here we go. So, but I, so I said to my husband, so we're doing that again? And he said, well, he's been sitting up there for three days and nobody's noticed him. So... <laughs> I don't know. He's not that popular. Well, no. you know his name now. You didn't even know what I know his, his name, name was, now. So I had to ask. I was like, what is good. his name again? He's like, his name is Jimmy. Like, okay. I just want to make a random comment right now because I need to um I need to to purge the negativity in my soul. I um deep voice guy is here with us today and he brought me a coffee. He mm-hmm. made me a coffee and I didn't want him to make me a coffee. And before we turned these microphones on, I said he's not going to make my coffee right. And I would rather go make it myself. And I would like to say that deep voice guy handed me a perfectly adequate coffee. Oh, nice. He did a good job. And I was a naysayer and I (laughs) repent. That's all. (laughs) That's what you get. (laughs) So, um, I was really happy last week because it was finally cold Mm -hmm. or at least as cold as it gets in Florida. You know, exciting levels of tech of temperatures for us. And my running group was really excited because we got to wear our cold weather running stuff. I saw your like steam photos. Yes, we were so so cold and we were so hot and fast that Mm -hmm. the steam was just coming off of us. That's awesome. And it's also that time of year when we are up to lots of shenanigans because we like to take um, group photos in front of people's um, Christmas Oh, this makes me want to drive 
what is it, 40 <laughs> minutes from my house to your house so that I can do this. That's great. So Because there are some people who just go crazy with the inflatables. Mm-hmm. And My son is one of those people. Okay, well, see, maybe we'll come and run in your neighborhood. <laughs> and we cannot resist. And it starts with Halloween because Halloween right. is when they start putting up the stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we start taking pictures in Halloween. And then um, as soon as the Halloween stuff is down, Christmas stuff goes up. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's been lots of fun. But I know that sometimes, you know, on the neighborhood pages on social media, sometimes people will post things about the nuisance runners in the neighborhood. And I know they're talking Ooh, about us. the nuisance runners. I will say for anybody who does not live in Florida like us, um, inflatable, the, the air blown inflatables are very, very popular here because there is no other indication that there's any <laughs> holiday season. So we will have entire yards filled with six to 12 yeah. blown inflatables. That's kind of that. That's that's holiday cheer in well, Florida. You know, it's really funny that you say that because that leads almost into the grab bag. But I'm going to say something Excellent. else first. Well, OK, so, yes, I'm easing us towards the grab bag. OK, OK. So last week, I messaged my childhood friend, Gail, mm-hmm. who you might remember from a previous episode is the one who had the baby chick. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And that created the story of the song, the song that I can't listen to because it reminds me of when Gail's baby chick passed the away. The Mike and the Mechanic song? The Mi- no, no, that was that living years. <laughs> this is Forever Young. I also don't know who sang that. So please let us know who sang Forever Young. <laughs> So I messaged her and I said, hey, I um, kind of a fun thing. I mentioned mentioned to you on our podcast. Rod Stewart. And um, about I don't know. songs we can't listen to. Uh-huh. And um, we, we had a little trip down memory lane and I found out the baby chick's name was Ironhead, which was <laughs> of course hilarious. it was. Right. <laughs> of course. Of course. That's what all baby chicks are named. But I told her like the only thing I had told her is that I had mentioned her on the show about songs that we couldn't listen to without like tearing up or, or something. And she listened to it immediately and mm-hmm. then said, um, that's hilarious because I totally thought you were going to talk about when we used to do a Christmas play on your back deck to the Christmas um, Oak Ridge Boys cassette tape. Wow. And that was a trip down memory lane. How fun. And that led me to my grab bag topic. All right. Okay. Because I grew up in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You grew up in Ohio. Yes. And I'm guessing that winter for a kid growing up in Ohio is completely different than winter for a kid growing up in Louisiana. Like completely different. With my friend Gail and her sister Bridget and my sister Betsy, we would um, in the south when it got below freezing, which for us was panic time, we would get the hose and spray all over the deck and get the deck really wet mm-hmm. so that in hopes that in the morning it would be frozen like right like mm-hmm. a southern kids ice skating, mm-hmm. skating rink mm-hmm. and then we would put on a christmas show and we had choreographed moves to all of the oak ridge boys christmas songs fantastic and my mom would like videotape it for us or we would set up the video camera on a tripod and it would be um it would be like you know we thought we were going to be in the macy's parade of course so that's someday, what... Heather, still still for us, I, I believe someday we will ride on a float and we will 
tell dumb stories just like we're doing right now. And people will be like, I just love them. (laughs) Well, I want to know, like I've lived my entire life in the South. I have lived, I've been like within 15 minutes of I-10 for most of my life, except for a short period of time when I went to college. And so I've been in the, I've been a Southerner my whole life. So I'm curious to know what was winter like for you growing up in Ohio? It was very, very different than winter here. <laughs> um, we would so we would build snowmen. We would basically you start with the little snowball mm-hmm. and you push it and you push it and you push it and you push the snowball until you can't push it anymore. Mm-hmm. You push the snowball until there is a two or three foot wide, you can see the green grass underneath where the foot of snow is because you're just picking up everything that is going until you can't physically, like three children cannot move it any further. (laughs) There's no further it can go. Then the strategy starts. Right. Because then you have to get the next snowball to be as big as possible but to also end wherever the first one stopped. Because you got you to get it up on top of the first one. You know okay. what I mean? So, yes. Yeah, so, I've made one snowman in my life. Uh-huh. And I was, I thought I was going to go outside and just, like, make a snowman. And I started bundling up the snow. And then I quickly realized I didn't know how to make a snowball mm-hmm. or, or a snowman. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if there was, like, technique. And it sounds like there's technique. There's technique. Okay. Yeah. You got You got to really get this. So you get the second one. You got to figure out how to get it up on top of the first one. Then the head is a little easier. It's yeah, a little it's bit smaller. Um, the real trick that we liked to do when we got a little older and a little more savvy in our snowman making. So there can be mean boys, always boys, mm-hmm. mean boys in the neighborhood who come and knock your snowman over. Oh. It's a fun thing to do, but not my snowman. Oh, really? Because I... Over my snowman and water, just like you guys try to make your thing. Oh. I make an ice man, and you try to knock down my ice man, you're gonna get hurt. <laughs> Is that like a well-known strategy for kids up north? I am not sure. I should I should really consult with some high school friends, some people who still live up there. But I feel I I don't feel like I invented it. I right. feel like other people must know. So we would get the get him covered, you know, appropriately. Would you dress him up with like a scarf? Yeah, and a hat and usually stuff? like you you keep a specific like hat and scarf that you don't care that they're outside for weeks at a time. Like it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like your air blown inflatable. You get mm-hmm. it out for the season. It's one of your decorations, Yeah, you know? So yeah, but you, you know, sometimes wow. we would pour food coloring on, it, <gasps> you know, make him, oh, wow. make him shiny. Um, the one snowman that I made mm-hmm. was a couple of years ago, we were in North Carolina, um, between Christmas and new year mm-hmm. and it snowed. And I was beside myself with excitement that mm-hmm. it had snowed. And my kids were excited for about 10 minutes. And then they went back inside to Xbox. And I played outside in the snow all day. Like the night before when we were watching the forecast and it, they were saying it might snow. Oh, no, it's not going to snow. Oh, yeah, it might snow. No, it's not going to snow. I, I, I legit made a wish before I went to bed. Like Aww. I found a star and made a wish that it would snow. Aww. And so I woke up and it was a winter wonderland. And I felt like I was a kid again. Like I felt like I was yeah. like six years old. And I put on every single piece of clothing that I had. I went out and in fact, there's a video that I posted on Facebook of me sledding, which was (laughs) the most fun. (laughs) And I 
played in the snow all day. But the way that I made my snowman was I, I started pulling the snow kind of like towards me in a pile, mm-hmm. like I was going to make a sandcastle. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept... Oh, you Southerner. <laughs> <laughs> so then I just kept like moving the snow up the sides like a pyramid uh-huh. and just made it taller and taller and taller. And then I shaped it. Well, so I didn't roll balls. Inventive. I, I see why a Southerner would do that. Your only experience <laughs> is the beach. And that makes sense. Yeah. But no, you make a ball and okay. you roll the ball and you roll the ball and you roll the ball and you roll the ball. Now I know. Yeah. Now and I also did dress him up with a hat and scarf. But since I, I didn't prepare, you know, like I didn't go knowing it was going to snow. Um, it wasn't like a disposable hat and scarf. Like I wanted it back. Yeah. You're like, I need that. actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, my cousins grew up here in Florida mm-hmm. and they would come up to Ohio sometimes for, you know, Christmas break. And one of my cousins, she's close in age to me, about a year younger. And I remember I was probably between 12 and 14 and they came and they were at our house and it was snowing outside and it was, you know, a big deal for her. Like this was, you know, cause this is a, a girl who lives in Florida and she's not really gotten to spend right. time with this. And she says, she wants to walk down to a little convenience store that's like four blocks from my house. And I'm like, no, no, it's <laughs> it's terrible out. We don't want to do that. It's windy and it's snowing and it's it, no. And she really, really wants to. And I'm like, all right, fine. And I'm looking at her little thin Florida jacket right. that she has, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, fine. She's wearing like Keds. Right, exactly. I'm like, you really want to? Let's do this. So I put on my appropriate gear for being a snow person, you know, and uh, we walk out and we get about half a block away. Like we're not far. We've made it maybe to the end of the street and around the corner. And she's like, we need to go back. And I'm like, absolutely not. And I wouldn't let her go back. You're I'm like, committed I'm now. like, I'm like, Nope, you wanted to do this. You want to go. Let's go. And I, I, Forced my cousin to walk all the way down there. And I don't know. I, I, I doesn't seem to have permanently damaged our relationship, but I bet she remembers it. <laughs> she I won't make that mistake she again. She remembers that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So have your kids ever seen snow? See, it's a sad thing. My kids have kind of seen it. Like they've been up uh, where you do like the tubing and the manufactured snow right. and whatnot. But they've never really gotten to like really experience yeah. it. You know, so I, 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 I I think it's so weird that they're just Florida kids. Yeah. You know, well, growing up um, in the South in the winter, you know, the win- the winter was kind of like when we came out, you know, like it was so that, horrible in the summer. Yeah. I say that it's reverse winter. It here. is. Like I put on weight in the summer. <laughs> yeah. I just stay in my house and, and like hibernate. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's the opposite here. Yeah. Definitely. The winter time is when we go out, we get on our bikes, we go hiking, mm-hmm. you know, we work in the yard, we do all of the stuff mm-hmm. because it's finally tolerable outside. Right. Mm-hmm. My sister and her husband have a really nice tradition that I don't know whether you could do this up north. Um, and it's something that they, my brother-in-law's family did. And then when they got married, he kind of brought it into our family. And it's on Christmas Eve or around Christmas time. Um, go out. We I grew up on on a swamp. And you know, there's a swamp that kind of goes like kind of around the town. Whenever you talk about where you're from, all I can think of is the swamp people show. Like like <laughs> whether like Slidale and they talk about it on on that show and uh, yeah. Well, I'm from Slidale. I know. <laughs> and that's why I can't, swamp I can't people, not I think, think of it. I think Swamp People was in Hammond, which is like 40 minutes from Slidell. But the Honey Island Swamp 
is in Slidell. And my brother-in-law, he's a he's a outdoorsman and he has a little fishing boat that um, they'll go out and shoot mistletoe. What? Out of the trees. Yes. Okay. So I, I know your face is like, there's no <laughs> comprehension of what this could possibly even be. So you go down and you get in the boat and you, you go, have you ever been on a swamp? Yes. Okay. Have you been like on a swamp tour or something like that? Yes. Okay. So you're familiar with the airboats and the, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're mm-hmm. familiar with like the landscape of a swamp, you know? Yes. And so we, we, drive around on the boat and sometimes he'll drive fast, you know, because it's exciting. But mostly we're looking up in the tops of the trees. And in the winter, you know, there's not a lot of leaves on the trees anymore. So they're pretty bare. But if you're looking up at the top of the tree and you see a little cluster, Mm -hmm. it's probably mistletoe, really fresh mistletoe. And so when we find it, he'll stop and he's got like a shotgun and he shoots it out of the trees. Like, what tree does mistletoe come from? Okay, somebody... I don't even know about this. Somebody from... Somebody who knows more about this than me, because I've only been a participant. I I don't really know, like... I know what I'm looking for because he has taught me what to look for, Mm -hmm. but I don't know what type of tree it's necessarily in. I want to say cypress, but I don't really know. So somebody from Louisiana... Let us know what type of tree you find mistletoe in. I mean, I don't even know if we have said tree up north to get Probably mistletoe. not. I don't know. I don't know. But he shoots it down and we try to position the boat so that it's going to land in the boat. So like, you mean he points a gun yes. at the top of a tree yes. to shear off a branch? It's not so a branch. No? It's not a branch. He aims it so that just the little clump of mistletoe, like it's like sometimes like it could fit like in two hands. Fit in two hands. So it's a, like a... Like a big pine cone size. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Now, I'm misrepresenting. Mm-hmm. The mistletoe itself does not look anything like a pine cone. I'm saying like it would be like the size of a big pine cone. I have a fake mistletoe at home and it's a ball. That's Is not... supposed to be a no, ball? No. No? Mm-mm. No. Okay. It's supposed to look like like little... Like it's like when you hang it upside down, like you were going to hang it like like in the doorway or something, Mm -hmm. then you would tie it and it would look like dried herbs. Okay, so I saw a Hallmark movie recently that must have done it right. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So his goal is to get enough mistletoe to bring home to give to people. And like everybody wants some fresh mistletoe. And like my mom. Does it smell good? Wants fresh mistletoe hanging in her door. Uh, You know what? I've never smelled it. It just seems like it might. It probably smells like mm-hmm. the swamp. Oh, that's not good. No. <laughs> so then we have all these pictures of like, like, it'll be like me and my husband and it'll be like my sister and her husband and my brother and his wife. And then sometimes we have the kids and, and so sometimes the mistletoe falls in the water and then we have to like fish it out. But then we all like hold the mistletoe up and I'll kiss in the boat. Oh, <laughs> under your swampy mistletoe. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So y'all didn't do that in Ohio? Nope. <laughs> that wasn't part of the, the Christmas tradition. We also oh. have boat parades in Louisiana. Yeah, I like the boat parades. I see those here in Florida sometimes. I yeah. think that's really fun. And they're decorated with all the lights and everything. That I, I really dig yeah. a good boat parade. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's a lot to be said for the romanticized idea of 
a winter wonderland, mm-hmm. you know, and especially for somebody who's never really experienced that, except for mm-hmm. on like very temporary situations, like the times that it snowed in Louisiana, it, it was there for like a day and a half and then it melted. I mean, like my dad used to say that he's like, I, I love the snow. I love the wonder of it. I love to see it out the window, watch it on TV, but I don't like to live in it. I don't like to live among it because when you're shoveling and you're scraping and you're like, I remember one day they, so Something that happens in Ohio frequently that we don't have here are like two hour delays mm. or snow days, closing days. Oh, like we get a hurricane day right. here. You know, um, we have snow days. Mm-hmm. Like You can't get out of your house. You can't get to the bus stop. And once in a while, if you're really playing your cards right, they'll close college. Wow. Yeah. And so when I was in college, one day they closed college. And of course, that's an excuse for everyone in college to be as drunk as possible. Right. right? You can't go anywhere. And so I went out to my Buick Skylark, my (laughs) 1986 Buick Skylark named Betsy, Betsy Blue. And I got into Betsy. You got to work to get into your car, first of all. Kind of like I had to work to get out of my car. Yeah, it's just like that because the doors don't open. (laughs) Right. You know, so the doors wouldn't open. And, um, you know, so you got to you got to pour water over to to melt the ice enough that you can, you know, put your key in the lock. Because at that time you still had to, like, insert your key. Right. Turn it and whatnot. So then you get into the car and I got into Betsy Blue. And I cranked down my window because it was a crank window, obviously. <laughs> so I cranked down my window. I took two hands and I full body with all the strength I had pushed the ice because I put my window down and it was like my window was not down because there was a good two inches oh my of gosh. ice on my car. And two hand push out so that I could see so that I could, Whoa. you know. Yeah. I don't even know how to defog my windshield. Yeah, well, you would need to know if you moved to Ohio. <laughs> you would need to learn that. Wow. Oh, man. Something that you just said. You would said. need to learn uh, to turn your brights on, too, because it's really dark <laughs> in the in the fields okay. at, at night. Yeah. Update to that. I now use my brights all the time. See, your parents came through for you. Now yeah. that I know how to keep them on... I drive them with them on all the time. I mean, not when other cars are coming towards me, because that's not nice. But when I'm just like driving by myself, like mm-hmm. in my neighborhood doesn't have a lot of street lights, And so, you know, it's really helpful. It's amazing. Like <laughs> the wonders of technology. When you learn how to properly use your car, it's amazing how much more simple life can be. Mm-hmm. Well, so do you think there are any um, like Christmas, not Christmas, winter related things that you really want your kids to experience from your childhood? I guess not really, unless that's something that they want. I mean, they've been up to like Chicago, mm-hmm. but city winter is different yeah. than small town winter. Yeah. It's, it's very different. They probably know? clear the snow away right away in the city. Don't yeah, they? they do a pretty good job of keeping, like they'll be like what's fun is when they when they plow and when they, you know, pu- push the snow aside, you get huge drifts of it. Right. Huge drifts. Of it. And in fact, I remember once in high school, in high school, People are very dumb, and I was particularly dumb. Um, <laughs> and I remember getting ready to leave for a game for cheerleading, and you know you're driving your car in with a couple of your friends, and you're going to park and uh, get on the bus to ride to the away game, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I drove Betsy Blue into no, it wasn't Betsy Blue. I was driving my mom's car. Mm-hmm. She had the super sweet Saturn. Mm. It had a sunroof. <laughs> Saturn. It had a sunroof. Wow. It had a CD player. Ooh. 
Big and time. it was brand new. Uh-oh. This and, is going to go downhill. And I said, I bet I can clear that snowbank in this. Uh-oh. <laughs> the snowbank is six feet high. Right, yeah. I figure I'm going to ramp up the side, fly off like uh, like Dukes of freaking Hazard, right. you know, and, and it's going to be amazing. And what actually happened <laughs> is that I got in the car precariously stuck on top of the snowbank with really no, oh, no! tires touching anything <laughs> on either side. Just just the undercarriage being, um, oh, look, I'm getting a phone call. It says potential scam. Sorry. Oh, Sorry, y'all. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I got my car stuck up there and I knew that my dad was going to be furious. Yeah. I, had a, I had a boyfriend at the time who uh, was so sweet and he was trying to help me and he's taking the um, floor mats out of the car and trying to put them under right, the tires yeah. mm-hmm. to create traction and like all all these tactics are being employed to try to save my car from the top of the snowbank without having to call my dad who is going to murder me so I waited until the bus was pulling away for the away game so that my dad couldn't get me <laughs> he couldn't make me stay like you so got that, on the bus and left i got on the bus oh and my left. gosh she and left then, the car on top of <laughs> and then called my dad and said hey something and i and i told them like of course i made up a lie that i didn't intentionally do this i'm like you know i thought that i hit um i thought i hit reverse but i must have i made up like and he knew that it was a total lie and uh so my dad Bless his sweetheart, went out in uh, the freezing cold winter and called AAA and had them come with their tow wow. truck and remove my car from the top of the snowbank. Wow. So, bet you don't have that in Louisiana. <laughs> no. No, although my husband and I did. Oh, my gosh. We, on our first date, my husband drove over a parking lot, this parking space divider. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> He'll yeah. be so glad that I told that yeah. story. Um, no, but that reminds me of a time that I had in my Prius. Um, <laughs> it is Prius day. Speaking of getting your car lodged on on something that you cannot get out of, I was um, l- picking up my son from daycare, and the parking lot, like to get into the parking lot, was a really steep incline. And I'm backing out and I'm trying to be really super accommodating to the person next to me who's trying to get their like they're either trying to get their ginormous SUV into the tiny parking Mm -hmm. space. And I'm trying to give them lots of room to get in. And in the process of doing that, I got a little bit too close to the edge of the parking, like the driveway and got my car balanced with like the front um, like what's it? The front part is like what a fender, like uh, yeah, the front sure. part of the car. <laughs> My guy friends are just rolling yeah, their eyes uh-huh. right now. The front part of the car. And I'm really was, helpful because I know a lot about cars. So um, it was on like the on bumper, a, the front bumper. bumper. Yeah. Okay. It was on a curb and then I had one tire that was on nothing <laughs> and one tire that was kind of on the driveway and I and my kid is in the car cool. with me and I realize and of course the street that I'm trying to back into is a busy 
moderately busy street. So there's cars coming. Right. And my car is just kind of perched. Teetering there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there. And so one of my friends who's, whose child went to the same daycare, she's like, what can I do? And I was so overwhelmed with options that I couldn't really decide. She's like, how about I get him out of the car first? <laughs> yes. How about we save the child? Get the child out, uh-huh. get him to safety. And so then I called um, my friend who owns a body shop and I asked Who's him. Who's going to be getting a call today? Yeah, the one saying, well, I'm going to yeah. have to go mm-hmm. see you later. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I asked him. Get some him, sponsorship like, while you're there. Should yeah. I tow? Like, <laughs> do you need to come tow my car? Like, what do I do? And he busts up laughing and he's like, uh, you could probably just pick up your little Prius off the Oh my gosh. Which is actually actually what we did. You did? Yeah. How many people? Uh, It was like three people lifted it off the curb enough to get me some traction so that I could get onto the driveway. Now, would that have happened in the Forester? No. See. It's the advantage of having a Prius. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is just pick it up and move it out of the way. (laughs) Just pick it up and move it. I don't like where it is. I'll just lift it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, my day is not ending up going the way that I expected it to, but it's all good. You know, you just ride the wave. I mean, I just want to, again, praise you for this extreme dedication to this program. Like this program had to happen. It must it must go off. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Our our however many hundred viewers or listeners depend on us. It will be thousands. Now it will. Absolutely. Well, I hope that we get some legit winter weather um, down here in Florida and so that we can put on our winter gear and wear all of our um, fall and winter outfits in one week. And that everybody up north has a nice mild winter where they're Mm -hmm. not having to push two inches of ice off their car. Yeah, I hope that as well. Go online. Let us know what are your favorite childhood winter memories. You know, whether you grew up on the East Coast and you were dealing with big snow drifts or you were on the West Coast and you spent the whole time at the beach or whether you went out in the swamp like I did and, um, you know, never have to worry. And the biggest thing you have to worry about are like whether the mosquitoes, whether we had a freeze and the mosquitoes died or not. <laughs> Let us know also about your encounters with deer and other creatures in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Because apparently that's the theme of this day. Pray for the deer in the woods. I'm going to see if I can go find him. All right. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun. I'm going to go get my car fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Bye. Bye. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.